1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. We're glad you're with us, talking about championship basketball and the IHSAA. Plenty of games to talk about. What a great day of basketball still going on at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The star of the show, the man is going to catch you up on everything important in the world of basketball, he's back again. It's Network Indiana's Brendan,
2: Brendan King. Coach, what's going on? Hope you had a great day at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. I just walked over from Ben Davis Kokomo. When they tell you that Gamebridge is sold out right now, it is sold out. It's a great environment, and we'll update you on what happened earlier today at Gamebridge. But right now, Ben Davis has jumped out to a 28 15 lead on Kokomo with two minutes to go in the first half. Ben Davis, undefeated at 32 0. They just continue to to pile it on. Keep in mind, BD beat Kokomo back in December 58-51. Kokomo's going to need a comeback if they want their first state title since 1961. Here's what happened earlier today. we'll dive into these games much more as the show goes on. Indianapolis Lutheran crushed Southwood 97-66. Lutheran's first ever state title. Fort Wayne Blackhawk, third championship in the last four seasons. 52-45 over Linton Stockton and Northwood, their first ever state title. Outlasting game Aaron Catholic in overtime, 66-63.
1: Great day of basketball. Brendan King, how are you tonight?
2: What's up, coach? Hope you had a great morning.
1: So jam- jam-packed, huh? Yeah. Jam-packed. Every college coach in the United States was there. What else am I leaving out?
2: Well, Coach, I got a list for you. I did do some research, meaning I just peeked over from my seat to see who was sitting courtside. That's research. How about these names? John Calipari, Tom Izzo, Mike Lewis, Mike Woodson, Bruce Pearl, and Jawan Howard are all sitting courtside at Cambridge Fieldhouse right now.
1: And they weren't there to watch you.
2: No, no. They were not there to watch me or Jimmy Cook or Kurt Darling or anybody in, in that broadcast <laughs> location. Uh, they, are right. there, so t- t- they are there to watch some studs on both sides of the ball. Uh,
1: and they got a chance to to see them. Uh Give me your initial quick impressions of Flory Badunga.
2: Well, Coach, I so because the 3A game went to overtime, Northwood and Gary Catholic, oh, yeah. I mean, that was an instant classic – I really I had to leave to get over here to walk back to the circle at the first media timeout of the first quarter but I will say uh, Got it. they they were chanting the Kokomo student section. By the way, they brought the entire town. No joke. When when <laughs> when, you, when you hear that when you hear that phrase sure they did. Right? They brought the entire right. damn town. But uh, at the tip there was a Let's Go Flory chant. So they love them, that community loves them, yeah. but I, I will say coach in the few minutes that I watched live of that game and I put it on here in the studio Ben Davis has done a fabulous job on Flory Badunga. uh he's gotten limited paint touches they've right. really been, they've kind of taken the Zach Eady approach that that uh you know college teams put on Eady in the in the tournament um you know that Farley Dickinson did they're just doubling him at every opportunity and making right. his life difficult right
1: all right, Brendan King, all with us every 15 minutes plus in between. I'm glad you're here. In the midst of all the basketball, we start tonight's show off talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame basketball, football, lots going on in South Bend. From Irish Illustrated, the man himself, Dr. Lynn Clark. Hello, Lynn. How are you?
0: Bob, it's been a while since we talked,
1: and a lot is happening, yeah. especially
0: on the coaching yeah. ranks at Notre Dame. So let's just talk about that. The Irish have promoted Terry Parker there. to offensive coordinator after Tommy Reese left for Alabama. Joe Rudolph was hired to replace the retired Harry Heastat, and Rudolph comes to Notre Dame for Virginia Tech. Gino Galulli is the new quarterback's coach, and Marty Biagi is the new special team coach, replacing Brian Mason, who's now with the Colts.
2: You
1: know, when you're at that level and have that kind of success, uh, having yearly coaching changes is Standard operating procedure, and you you develop a process. Uh, Clearly, you have a network. You hope you have a network out there of people, and and you're able to scour literally the country and find the right person. Not an easy thing to do, but it's an attractive position to be at Notre Dame and that. So, yeah, I mean, this is the annual replace uh, a valued staff member time at Notre Dame.
0: And a deep Rolodex helps, but as you mentioned, it's the rapport. Marcus Freeman has a rapport with many of the coaches. Uh, Gino Galoon right. was at Cincinnati when he was there, and uh, Jared Parker is somebody he had a relationship prior to that, and Marty Biaggi was an analyst at Notre Dame before heading down to other schools that included Ole Miss, where he just came from. But having those connections is so key, and you always have to have that in the back of your mind because, as you said, when you're a successful program, a lot of players are, or people are going to go to the next level, just like a time right. going down to Alabama or whatever. Right. So, but that's the coaching. And now Notre Dame started their spring practice this past Wednesday. We had an opportunity to see a couple of the sessions. We didn't see a lot from the quarterback session, but yesterday at Notre Dame Pro Day, we did see Sam Hartman, the grad transfer from Wake Forest, Throw. He's a native mm-hmm. of Charlotte, North Carolina. In his career at Wake Forest, he had nearly 13,000 yards passing and 110 yards. So add him to Tyler Buckner, the MVP of the Gator Bowl, Steve Angeli, and early enrollee Kenny Mitchie from Hendersonville, Tennessee. That rounds out the stable of quarterbacks. And so Sam Hartman in the pro day workout looked like he was working out for the NFL Scots. He's got a nice touch, and he's going to be a great leader for the Fighting Irish this coming season.
1: All right, so we got a little more basketball, a little more football to talk about, too. But uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your new basketball coach, uh, Micah Shrewsbury. I'm sure the reaction has been very, very positive about that move. And um, bad news on the women's side, we were eliminated in the tournament but had a pretty nice year. So we got a lot of things to talk about, Lynn. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad everything is going well. We'll be back, short break, talk some more Notre Dame basketball, football, all things related to Notre Dame with Dr. Lynn Clark on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. Dr. Lynn Clark joins me talking about Notre Dame Let's take a break from football for one second, Lynn. Basketball coach Micah Shrewsbury hired uh, earlier in the week from Penn State. He's an Indiana guy, went to Hanover, played down there, coached at Purdue, has a great background. He's a Hoosier, so we're excited about him joining uh, the Notre Dame basketball staff and leading the direction of that program. And While we love Mike Bray and we're, we're happy for him and his new job down in Florida, we're glad to see Mike Shrewsbury take over that program.
0: Well, a home run higher for Notre Dame, getting Micah Shrewsbury, as you said, an Indiana native. Started his career at IUSB, so he's coming full circle. He's coming back to Southland, right, and I right. really think they're going to see the local community come back and, and 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 just support him. And I think kind of breathe some new life into the basketball program. Mike was there for 23 years, did a heck of a job. But, you know, Mike even said, hey, it's time for a change. And I think this was the right move by Jax Warbrick. Uh, great coach, you know, Penn State, great program. And it's, uh, right. I, I, think, I think that he's even taught – there's going to be a press conference on Thursday, so we'll have more information. But he was at football practice today, so you know he's really bought into the Notre Dame spirit. <laughs> well, yeah, you better.
1: <laughs> as soon as you get there. Uh, as I mentioned, the women's team lost uh, in the tournament. Uh, earlier in the week, had put together a nice run. Coach Ivy, I think, has done a fantastic job taking over for the legend Muffet McGraw. That that's not an easy task to do, but they continue to win in women's basketball at Notre Dame.
0: And injuries really took a toll on the Fatty and Irish, losing their yeah. uh, their best players, two of their best players. But uh, you know they did a valiant effort. You know, won a game in the NCAA, but lost to a very good Maryland Terrapin team this afternoon.
1: You know what, it's, um, you know, when you go, the expectations are to be successful when you uh, set foot on campus at Notre Dame, as they should be, and they live up to them. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see the continued growth of their basketball programs. Uh, you got new young coaches with Indiana ties. We can all respect, they're all, ho- you know, both Neil and, uh, and, and Micah are, are Hoosiers, have been around uh and and have solid backgrounds as players and as coaches if you're a basketball fan of notre dame you should be excited
0: if you take a look at the life cycle analysis it's taking notre dame at the top of that maturity level back down to the growth area and i think that's the exciting part but bob an interesting question i'd really like to pose to you is when you breathe new life into the program what does that do to a university as far as a fan base and from a recruiting stand base, because there's a lot of injury, uh, a lot of lot of uh, energy, I should say, going on right now. And, you know, that has some subliminal effect, if you will, as opposed to going through the motions uh, like it seemed to be doing since it was the same people on the staff.
1: Well, I think you can, I think you clearly can get stale. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Uh, it, look, it's hard. Uh, I, I say this all the time. It's hard to win. And it's hard to sustain that success over an extended period of time. And and it does wear on you. Uh, And and I think – I mean, I left IUPUI, I think, at the right time for me and career-wise because, you know – uh, I don't forget which coach it was that that said it, um, but they stopped listening to you. Oh, it was Larry Bird. I mean, to be honest, you go back, <laughs> yeah, Larry Bird leaving the Pacers after a short period of time, and his comment was, you know, they they, they don't listen. They, you know, they're they're not hearing your voice, and I felt that same way when I left IUPUI. I didn't think I didn't, th- you know, I thought. You know, I, I had taken that program as far as I could. I felt like they needed a different voice. And I think Mike has intimated uh, th- that same feeling about the men's side. And so, you know, the the energy, new energy, new people, new voice, um, a new new philosophy, new direction. I think it rejuvenates a lot of different people. And um, I think uh, the people benefit. You can't do in this day and age, you can't do this for a long, long time. All right. I need to. Go to a scoreboard update, Lynn. We'll come back. Lynn Clark and I will come back and talk about more great philosophical things and talk about some Notre Dame basketball and football on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: I'm Brendan King with this network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. At halftime from Gamebridge Fieldhouse, Ben Davis maintains a 28-17 lead over Kokomo in the 4A Boys state championship game. Flory Badunga, the story, but Ben Davis did a good job defensively on him. Badunga only took three shots in the first half. That's unlike his usual total, finished with four points. So Kokomo, if they want their first state championship since 1961, they are going to need... A comeback. And that's almost what happened in the 3A state championship game. If you listened on the IHSAA Champions Radio Network, you heard Northwood outlast Garen Catholic in overtime 66-63. The story of that ball game: Northwood began the game on a 10-0 run. Garen Catholic did not score in really what was the first three or four minutes of the entire ballgame. Then Garen mounted their comeback. They forced overtime. They played extremely well in the four- fourth quarter but Northwood able to hang on Cade Brenner had 28 points for Northwood 23 in the first half as Northwood wins their first ever state championship game how about this by the way for the Panthers the farthest they had ever gone in the tournament was a regional title back in 2007 so they blew that off the door to win this state championship earlier in the afternoon Fort Wayne Blackhawk defeated Layton Stockton 52-45, Fifty-two forty-five. Blackhawks third championship in the last four years. Also, Indianapolis Lutheran 97, Southwood 66 in Class A, their first state title.
1: Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, DrivenToSaveLives.org is their website. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated joins us, rejoins us. All right, football. You were talking about spring football. They've had, what, three practices, four practices now at Notre three Dame?
0: Practice. Yeah, three practices, but then to put an exclamation point on basketball, Penn State did not want to give up Micah Shrewsbury. So it just shows you the commitment that Notre Dame has to putting together a winning basketball program because it's always been said, ah, basketball, second fiddle at Notre Dame. No, it's not. And you're going to see that change in the next couple of seasons. So now we'll talk football, Bob.
1: (laughs) All right. Got it. Uh, You got me all excited now about basketball. (laughs) But, you know, football with some new faces. Um, What's the general attitude about how good this team can be?
0: We've got Sam Hartman. You've got a proven winner. And I, I think uh, if he stays healthy, uh, I think you can see some good things. But then the freshness that we talked about with the coaches. But Notre Dame lost a lot, especially at the tight end position. Yeah. Michael Mayer is gone. He's heading to the NFL. But uh, they've got five on roster. Two are hurt. And so we've got a couple of players who are trying to step up to be the next Michael Mayer. But the great thing is, is Michael Mayer is going to leave his legacy and has really instilled work ethic and and skills in these these five And any of those will do a great job. Uh, They lost a lot on the defensive line, but the grad transfer portal, Marcus Freeman went out, went to Ohio State, and got Javante Jean-Baptiste. So the defensive line, you might even see an early enrollee freshman, Devin Houston, out of Canada getting an opportunity as well. But then Notre Dame is very deep at the linebacker position, led by Captain J.D. Bertrand, Prince Colley, Jack Kaiser back for another year. So they're very deep and and linebacker. And then I think you've got a very solid safety and quarterback position that is bolstered by another grand transfer, Thomas Harper, out of Oklahoma State. And then you lost a lot on the offensive line, but you've got Blake Fisher out of Avon coming back and Joe Walton. You've got the introduction of a new freshman, Sam Pendleton, 17 years old, Mm -hmm. out of North Carolina. I thought he was a coach when I first met him. Mature 17-year-old kid I've ever met in my life. So this is going to be a good year. But if you take a look at the next couple of years, Notre Dame is going to be a force to be contended with.
1: I thought Jack Kaiser, uh, is it his seventh or eighth year he's been in college? He's been there forever. Has he not? <laughs> I think
0: he's uh, going to retire from Notre Dame on TIA. What do you think? But, uh, right. The, the only area that is really kind of up in the air right now is Notre Dame lost a kicker and a punter. And they've got a kicker coming in from South Florida in the mm. summer and mm-hmm. trying out some punters. So we really don't know what the special teams is going to look like. But these 15 practices that culminate in the blue-gold game will really tell us a lot going into right. the summer. But then the Irish kick it off in Dublin, Ireland on Saturday, August 26th, against Navy and their first-year head coach. And so really looking forward to that. Bob, I was in Ireland all February working on a travel guide for fans heading out to, to Dublin. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. expecting 40,000 Americans, the second-largest deployment since oh, D-Day. <laughs> and so uh, we'll have that guide that i put together out at the uh, first of the month and even go to com to learn more about that or follow me on social media or i'll even send it to you you can post it on the indiana sports talk uh, site as well
1: i'm telling you what they're going to be clamoring to get you to go of dublin or something like that of your great work while you're there i know you're well, excited about home. it you can't help but be excited home. about this <laughs> Dublin's my second
0: home. Right. I you know, spent all right. summer there last year, and uh, the, the ultimate goal, Bob, is to uh, continue teaching a clash for the Irish Public uh, Public Relations Academy and come over to back to Notre Dame during the fall to cover Notre Dame football. So we all have goals, and that's mine.
1: Mine is to be you in my next life, okay? I mean, this one, um, the life I have now is not bad, but I'm, I am certainly want to upgrade and be you the next time around. Lynn, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You know I can't do this show without you, so uh, I appreciate your time. Have a great weekend, and thanks so much for being with us.
0: Have a great weekend, Bob.
1: Thank you very much. There you have it, Brendan King, your Notre Dame Irish. You know, I know. What's your love affair with him? How does that start with you?
2: My dad's an alum, so he got his master's from ND. Uh, graduated in two thousand and seven. So that I I was when he was going, I was eleven, twelve, thirteen. So yeah, that was a that was a right? falling in love with. You know, Luke Karengoy and Kyle McElarney from the basketball team, Jeff Samarja from the football oh, team. Yeah, yeah. Brady Quinn, yeah. you know, Charlie Weiss was the coach, you know, Mike Bray. Obviously, that was the kind of the peak Mike Bray years probably. But uh yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah. That's how it All happened. Right.
1: Well, that explains a lot. I mean, it really does. So what's happening down to Gainbridge Fieldhouse as we speak? What's going on in that 4A matchup?
2: Second half's underway. Again, if somebody's listening and they say, well, it's only the second half, that's pretty late, huh? Well, that's because the 3A game went to overtime. Northwood beat Garen Catholic 66-63 in extra time. Ben Davis, they were up double digits at half. That is still the case. Ben Davis 33, Mm -hmm. Kokomo 21, under six minutes to go in the third quarter. So, again, Coach, if Kokomo, if they want their first state title since 61, they need a major comeback here.
1: Right, right. FAU going to the Final Four, in case people didn't know. Yeah. How about that story?
2: Well, uh, that is –
1: Dusty May, a Hoosier, leading his guys. It's fantastic.
2: Incredible. Incredible. And I believe, Coach, actually I was leaving – the studio last night, and I put on our flagship station, The Fan, and ESPN Radio was talking about the pre-tournament odds to make the Final Four. Um, At the time, Florida Atlantic heading into the tournament was plus 20,000 to make the Final Four, and I'm trying to find a little (laughs) calculator here to... (laughs) figure out what that would have won you i'm plugging it in now give me a second right but plus plus twenty thousand have retired
1: how about that yeah
2: probably you would have won right. if you bet a hundred dollars you would have won twenty thousand dollars on fau making the final four
1: that uh won't that won't get me to retirement but it's <laughs> it would have been it's nice not a bad gig it's a great story so What's happening uh, with Gonzaga and uh, uh, UConn?
2: That's at halftime, Coach. UConn 39, Gonzaga 32. I mean, that's a, just a battle of the blue bloods Ooh. right there, right? I mean, UConn, couple oh, national absolutely. championships. Gonzaga trying to get back to the Final Four. I mean, uh, looking for their first title under Mark Few. So, I mean, there's a lot on the line there that, you know, Dan Hurley and what he's done at UConn, but Mark Few tr- still trying for that title at Gonzaga. It's a good game.
1: He's Brendan King. He's coming up very, very soon with another scoreboard update. This one, top of the hour scoreboard update with a whole lot of info you do not want to miss. We're back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.